Coming up on today's show... You have to keep building and growing and learning and being, you know, almost self-humiliating at times, you know, laughing at yourself, going and, and being able to say, well, I was wrong or I was, I didn't know this or I didn't know that. She don't laugh at everything, but when she does, the planets swing around her. Welcome to another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment, featuring interviews with guests who are having she success in entertainment, primarily music. I am Bruce Wozniak, talking to guests who are singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, and more from the worldwide music community. Be sure you are on the list for the weekly e-newsletter. I only send out on Wednesday when a new episode of this show comes out, so make sure you're signed up to receive that for free to your inbox. If you're not already getting it, go to my podcast website, nhte.net, and pop your email address into the sign-up box. I do publish exclusives in there from time to time, so don't miss out. I love hearing from listeners of this show. You can write to podcast at nhte.net, or instead of email, you are welcome to DM me through the at Now Hear This Entertainment Instagram account. Joining me today on location in Alabama at the third Lake Martin Songwriters Festival, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player whose newest single was just released five days ago. In April, he was signed by One RPM, which operates one of the world's largest music distribution platforms and YouTube multi-channel networks. He has drawn praise from the New York Times, and his debut album back in 2016 opened in the top five on Billboard's Country Albums chart and landed him on countless year-end best album lists, including Rolling Stone and iTunes. He had signed a major label deal at the age of just 19 and landed at number one on MediaBase with the gold-certified I Met a Girl. He was at CMA Fest this past June and has performed more than 50 times on the Grand Ole Opry. Plus, he was featured by the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum as a highlighted artist in the 2017 American Currents exhibit. That same year, he joined Marin Morris and three others in being named New Faces of Country Music in conjunction with the annual Country Radio Seminar. You've been hearing a song of his called I Met a Girl. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, William Michael Morgan. Thank you so much for having me. What an introduction. <laughs> wow. Thanks, buddy. I mean, that you was bet. clean and crisp. And that thank was awesome. You. Well, and thank you so much for taking time away from the Songwriters wow. Festival to sit and talk with me. Thank you for having me, buddy. Let's start off by having you share with the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called I Met a Girl. Oh, shoot. Where do I start? That was, uh, <laughs> man, it still is uh, opening a lot of doors for us. It's uh, it, it was our first single we ever put out uh, on Warner Brothers at the time, Warner Music Nashville at the time. And uh, by the grace of God, it was our first number one, our first gold record. Um, it, it's opened a lot of doors. It's gotten us touring all over the country uh, mm. to some different countries. Uh, I mean, gosh, I've, I've gotten to open up for some of my heroes like Alan Jackson. Mm. Um, and it seems like it's all because of that one song wow wow it's amazing what one one song will do for you so the title sounds obvious but because i was talking over it for those that aren't familiar with it just talk about what the song is about maybe what inspired you to write it so i actually didn't write this one Ah. uh, i I, but i fell in love with it the moment i heard it i heard it very early on um sam hunt wrote this one with uh um, shane mcanally and trevor rosen from old dominion sam hunt the Sam Hunt, yeah, the wow. one and only. Well, I'm wow. sure there's a, a, wow. a few more Sam Hunts out there with the name. But. Tell the audience how big my eyes got when you <laughs> yeah, said that. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but but gosh, no, man, we were lucky enough to get the song sent to us by Universal um, Publishing. Uh, of course, like I said, I fell in love with it immediately. I loved the melody. I loved the message that it was saying with just seeing this beautiful girl falling in love with her, putting her on a pedestal, um, and, and not necessarily, you know, going with the times of what was happening with the tan legs and the bench seats and the scoot on over and hand me an ice cold beer, you know, (laughs) honey, you know, or baby or, you know, whatever they wanted to call them gals. But, uh, it, it just, 
it was a great message at the time, in my opinion, uh, again, to hold those girls up on high. You see that beautiful girl crossing the street, that feeling you get, your heart skips a beat. Hell, that's how I felt when I met my wife. (laughs) What a great story. What a great story. And I feel like I could end up saying congratulations throughout so much of our conversation today. The latest high five handshake celebration would be for the news I mentioned in the intro about being signed by 1RPM back in April. Explain to the audience what that relationship will entail and how you landed on their radar and now their artist roster. Well, my management has been the same since day one. And so they have a lot of contacts. They have a lot of, you know, they've known this person, that guy, this girl. Um, and so this was kind of no difference, uh, the same way with, uh, my, my new producer, Keith Stegall, um, who has written and produced many, 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 many hits. Um, those relationships really matter in Nashville. Um, and it just feels like the timing was right. Um, you know, we've had meetings here, we've had meetings there, um, since we've left Warner Brothers and the timing was never right. Mm-hmm. This time it was right. This time it felt right. They really won RPM. They really firmly, truly believe in the new music that we're doing, um, the direction we want to go musically, um, where we're at musically. Um, they they really support that. And the of course within reason and and and, and you know not not going too far crazy out there. Of they're, they're letting us cut what we want to cut and and perform what we want to perform and the and the songs so i guess the relationship entails us having a a great relationship because we're going to go out and put some music out um we already just put this new single out uh, in walked you um we're excited man we're, we're, we're it's great to be in that spot again of creativity um getting back in taking photos again getting back in the studio again uh writing again um for the to finish out the project um yeah and i was one, gonna one say RPMs, they're great you can so probably far. tell you've probably sat in enough of these meetings that you can tell when you're in a meeting when it just feels right when the yeah. people that you're sitting across from the table from yeah. it's it's in your soul where you say this is someone that i want to do business with as opposed to others that you just not you can feel it. it. Yeah, you can feel it. You can feel it. Yeah, I mean it's the same way with meeting people. You know, uh, you can feel. Now sometimes people can pull the wool over your eyes for a little bit, you know. But you can feel for the most part if somebody's good, if our intentions, if their intentions are good, if they're bad, you know what what all that what what their true intentions are. Now, last September, you had signed with Porchlight, which is a music publishing and artist development company in Nashville. What does that look like in terms of? writing for yourself, writing for other artists, maybe any requirements that they have on you to write and so forth. Uh, so since then, we have uh, ended our contract with, with Porchlight, mm-hmm. although for the uh, amount of time that we were with them, uh, it was fantastic because, of course, they let us go back in. They gave us a demo budget every month to go back in, cut some more songs and everything. Um, but, man, it's pretty much the same deal with any publishing deal. Um you have so many songs there, you know, required is, I guess, because it is contract, you know, it is a contract, a legal, legal document. Mm-hmm. You, you are required to do so many songs a year, uh, turn in so many songs a year. That number can be anywhere from, I don't know, hell, people's deals differ so, so many, so much and so far. But I would say it's pretty common to see 10 to 15 10 to 13, 10 to 14 songs that you have to turn in a year. It's not a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're writing a few times a week, uh, at least, then I'm sure you could hit that mark. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially in crunch month. mode when you're going back in the studio and getting an album ready. You know, hell, you're writing every day, sometimes twice a day. Sometimes, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're going to songwriters' events, to something like this at the Lake Martins deal. And you're taking time out to write as well. You know, if you're really in crunch mode, you're writing a lot. So, well, and I would argue that if you only have to, and I'm not going to hold you to it, but if you have to do say 10 to 13 a year, it is essentially one a month. And if you're only writing one a month, number one, maybe you shouldn't be in a publishing deal. And number two, 
maybe you need to take a long look in the mirror and say, yeah. am I as committed to my music career as I should or be? Or they <laughs> all, the one you're writing a month better be, I mean, just <laughs> the wind beneath my wings or something, you know, something just beautiful yeah, and majestic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, worth, yeah, yeah, worth being the only thing that you do that month. Uh, the intro at the start of this episode, and, and you sort of acknowledge it, but that was one of the longer ones in recent memory. And I really should have mentioned the following because, my gosh, this is insane. On your official YouTube channel, you have a combined total of over 43 million video views. I oh, had read cool. something where at one point you were planning a new release and we're going to release a video alongside every new track. Bottom line is clearly you are all in with video and YouTube, I'm assuming that that's a priority. Especially with one RPM. Yeah. And we, we've got a lot of plans to, uh, really kick our social media into the next gear, you know? Um, and, and YouTube being a, a big source of that as well. We want to have behind the scenes stuff of us going to the studio, recording some of the songs. We want to have, acoustic versions of me playing these songs whether it's audio audio and video um just me hell just sitting out on the front porch mm-hmm, kind of thing mm-hmm. playing them uh we want to have all of that content so that people can of course hear the songs uh, whether it's on the radio Sirius XM Spotify insert your whatever your your form of listening to music or you could you know pull it up and hear us uh, playing on the front porch or you could hear it uh you know maybe it's a little different maybe it you know i didn't quite hit that note quite right mm-hmm. you know you can call me out on it in the comments <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you want <laughs> so is video something that you personally have just always been drawn to is it that you I'm, want to be involved? I'm horrible at it really oh i really i personally am horrible at it if it wasn't for a team around me that you know uh Came up, and I mean, I can come up with ideas, mm-hmm. but man, I I got left behind in the in the technological <laughs> world. <laughs> so I mean, I can come up with the ideas all day. I can play the music. I can play the songs. I can be funny. I can be goofy. I can be me, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, the idea to just say, you know, maybe I should film that. That's yeah. not always, yeah. Yeah, that's not always on my mind. Or maybe I should record that or maybe I should uh, take a picture of that or. Yeah. And I forget there's an old expression about uh, the shoemakers kids. They're the ones who are walking around with the bad shoes on, you know, meaning that they should have the best shoes. And so for someone like yourself, that's very much in the public eye. It should come naturally, but you are so focused on performing so much and all these deals that you're getting, all the writing, the touring, that it, it you do kind of hindsight's twenty twenty, and you go, man, I guess I probably should have had someone yeah. walking around following me at the Lake Martin Songwriters Festival. Yeah, no doubt, video. no doubt, no doubt. And a lot of it too is I, I, I never really was that guy that got on social media, man. I, I don't really tip. I, quite honestly, I'm not a big fan of what it does to young folks. Mm. You know. Um, or I guess what young folks let it do to them yeah. and, and adults even let it do to them. It, it, you know, it, it's great for what it can be used for, for great things, but it's also bad at, at times, you know. Interesting that 43 million video views in, <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> well, I didn't even know that. Air. That's awesome. Hell, that's that's yeah. I, that's killer. I bet I met a girl with most of those. <laughs> I'm always trying to provide education for anyone in the audience who is an aspiring performer. I have to ask, seven years ago, when your debut album opened in the top five on Billboard's country albums chart, what do you see, singular or plural, in terms of how you were able to have so much success with your very first album? Obviously, the songs have to be good, but the formula, the process, to what do you attribute having been able to start off with such a bang? Uh, Well, of course, I mean, it's the team. It's the people around you that you associate yourself with, that that you bring to the table. And that bring and and that you know they they also bring things to the table. Um, it's the fans and country radio, of course. But I believe it's a lot of the good Lord as well. You know, I mean he he has some plans that we can take them and we can run with them sometimes the wrong <laughs> way. <laughs> but true. I feel like we were running the right way with that one. <laughs> but for those same up and comers who are hearing our conversation, they're going, well, wait a minute, if this is a debut album, how does somebody already have a team around them and they don't know 
what that team looks like. Or okay, when, so, okay. To, so be, to was, be a little more specific, yeah. I guess the, the, the team, quote-unquote, would be at, at that point especially mm-hmm. – um, we had, heck, you know, we, we had the major label team. We had, that means, oh, that's you know, true. of that's course, true. my management, like I said, they've been with me the whole time. But um, I've got those people around me. I've got my producers around me. I've got uh, A&R people around me, other songwriters radio, yeah, around radio me. Radio promoters. Uh, ra- of course, radio promoters. Uh, I mean, just a- a- anybody in the music business, other, other players, other artists. Uh, and, of course, mom and dad mm-hmm. still giving you their opinion, you know, <laughs> uh, which turns out to always be the best <laughs> at least for mom <laughs> so another amazing accomplishment of yours is having performed more than 50 times on the grand Ole opry i hope you still remember and can tell us about the very first time but then also mm-hmm. other than heck come on bruce it's the grand Ole opry how do you after that many times still make sure that you don't put it on cruise control and take they need to change that because it's now i think it's like 70 or a little just like 72 or 73 wow. Wow. And that's just over the past few years. You know, wow. we've played, we've played, we've played. Anytime they ask, we <laughs> make time. <laughs> because, like you said, it is the Grand Ole yeah. Opry. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, that's the Grand Ole Opry at Opryland and Ryman, uh, the, the original Opry downtown in Nashville mm-hmm. uh, combined. So, But, man, it's a feeling like no other. It's, it's spiritual, almost. I, I mean... Somebody asked me today. I was playing at the at the uh, at one of the bars here. They asked me if I ever get nervous, and I said only at the Opry. Still, yeah, still only at the Opry. Wow. It's just knowing all the legends, the icons, the history, the people who have walked through those doors, down those halls, eating out of the same popcorn thing as I've been, yeah. getting the same coffee, and getting wow. the doing the same thing. You know, stepping outside. Enjoying the uh, scenery and and just you know just taking it all in, taking all the rooms. Each room at the Opry, uh, dressing room at the Opry has different settings and different scenes. I guess like mm. there's the Porter Wagner room, which of course is all rhinestoned out. There's uh, Welcome to the Family room, which I guess is when you get uh, brought into being a you know asked to be a family member of the Opry. They mm. put you in that room. Uh, there's the uh, I call it the patriotic room. I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but um, uh, they have like Daryl Worley, um, Montgomery Gentry, of course, uh, like some pictures of maybe like some soldiers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a bunch of rooms. Of course, little Jimmy Dickens has his room still uh, <laughs> over there that, you know, uh, some people can get in every now and then. I saw Ricky Skaggs in there uh, a, a few Opry perform- performances back. And, uh, of course, you know, it's so awesome walking by each room, hearing these artists and performers running through what they're fixing to play out mm. on stage and hearing it raw and hearing and, 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 and watching them just make that magic together right in a, just a dressing room gathered around each other, you know. But that makes me think of the following question. So when you're performing there, are you performing there as William Michael Morgan and as a solo act, do you have a band behind you? Is it no? I the the Opry. I do have how, a band, of course. But yeah. uh, I'm sorry, not to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, because I just wondered when you mentioned that about walking by and seeing people practicing their songs. For someone that's done it 72 times, are you still having? Hey guys, we're getting the band together and we're rehearsing. We're playing the Opry Friday night. Of course, of course, and and I really firmly believe in tradition. So. I use the opera band nine times out of ten. Okay. Um, well, one, they're the opera band. They're they're amazing. Uh, <laughs> not to discredit my band, they're sure, great sure, players. Sure. Um, but of course, it's again, it's it's tradition. Yeah. But the opera does something cool, you know. Of course, you can use your own band if you mm-hmm, want. Mm-hmm. But you know, if if you don't want to, you can also interchange some people. So what we used to do was when we would play. We would interchange like this week we or this month or whenever this show we would bring our bass player and our drummer or we would bring our steel guitar player and our mm-hmm. keyboard or mm-hmm. our electric player or a fiddle player or we, so we would give everybody a chance to play especially those who haven't had a chance to play the Opry we would give I those see. guys a chance to, to to play as well and uh, man again it's never it's never it never gets old the Opry's it's like the first time. Every time. I was going to say, tell yeah. me about the first time, though. Oh, <laughs> my mamaw was still alive. Uh, everybody came. 
everybody came, man. I mean, if you could think of just every Mississippi hillbilly <laughs> redneck country boy and girl coming out the of the guy woods. who used to be the mailman. And he was there, oh, too. everybody was there, boy. Everybody was there. the milkman. I, <laughs> oh, everybody was there. It was such a great time. It was such a fantastic time. I mean, my mom and dad, I got to look out. Of course, my dad came, my mom too, but, you know, she wanted to be out front and, and watching. And my dad wanted to be, behind, you know, backstage, backstage. And, and be there. Um, but my mom came backstage too. But I just remember my dad being right there as soon as I got back off the stage and giving me just the biggest hug and crying. He was just mm. tears. And he was like, oh, man, you did it. You did it. And I was like, oh, I know, man. It was just a moment just so special, of course, on top of all the other emotions that yeah. are going on. You know, heck, playing the Opry, you know, having this moment with my dad. Of course, the whole everybody, uh, friends, family, uh, co-writers, staff at Warner Brothers, they're all there for the first time. Or, or not for the first time, but for my first, yeah, my yeah, first yeah. time. And seeing their faces and just the excitement and and the the I, I guess the proudness for for me, you know. Was it the first strum? Was it the end of the first song? Oh, was it, it was, three songs in when you finally were able to exhale and say, "Okay, <laughs> I'm at the Opry, but I got to do what I do." And I gotta... it was Jenny Seeley introducing me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, it was that was cool. Wow, yeah, wow. that was cool. That's. That's one that, well, I, I'm going to say it's going to be tough to top, but is there something comparable? Is there a venue that you've played out there in the U.S., in internationally somewhere? That- yeah, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of places, I mean, that that are awesome in their own way. You mm-hmm. know, every state, every city, every place has their own special thing. I mean, there's no way to, you know, there's, there's no reason to discredit anything. But the opera is just special. Yeah. You know, it's just special. And I think anybody will tell you that. Well, and I think what's making me think of this is uh, tonight we're going to go next door and we're going to see Adam mm-hmm. Hood play. And oh, he I was he was on the yeah, show a, a few guy. weeks ago and I asked him about playing cool. at the Opry. And he said when he made his first debut in October at the Opry, he said, I put my head down and walked out. He said, and I don't even remember it. But he just played there in February. And he said, that one I can tell you about. Because I was more aware, and then as I moved into, is there a bucket list? He said, "You know, Red Rocks is a place oh. where I think he. I think the point he was trying to make is that he would love to be like the headliner at Red Rocks because he told a story about being there on behalf of the Bluebird Cafe, like the tent, and then they would get up on stage in between acts and stuff like that. But so, I, so oh. I get what you mean that everybody's got cool. Red venues, Rocks would be but, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Red Rocks would be absolutely amazing. I've never even been there. Uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, um, I watched." some you know videos and stuff like that of other artists playing but i've never been there I, that, that would just be awesome not yet not yeah. yet oh no, yeah not <laughs> yet for sure i'm joined today on location in alabama at the third lake martin songwriters festival by singer songwriter guitar player william michael morgan visit his official website at williammichaelmorgan.com i will have a link to it on the show page for this episode on my podcast website, nhte.net. Be sure to check out the store on his website, as well as the tour section of williammichaelmorgan.com for information on where and when you can see him perform live. He is very present on social media. Engage with William on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Join the over 147,000 monthly listeners who are streaming his music by following him on Spotify. However, support William by purchasing downloads of his music from the likes of Apple Music and other online digital music retailers. His new single just came out five days ago. We'll be talking about it at the end of this episode, so stick around for that. And again, you're going to want to purchase that from Apple Music or other online digital music retailers. Do not just stream it. That is not the kind of help that we want to give to these guests. This is really cool timing. I'm literally sitting at my laptop writing the podcast interview, and I see a notification pop up that someone has requested that I go live on the OWL app. In other words, someone wanted to call me on there, but because I was dialed into writing, I didn't have myself live on the app at the time. So I simply brought up the OWL app on my phone, tapped the go live button, used the drop down to indicate how long I would be live on there, and boom, the person who requested I go live then got notified that I had done so, so they could then call me. So if you're trying to call me or anyone else on there, don't get discouraged if I or they are not currently live, which is another way of saying online. 
use that feature and get connected with the expert you want to talk to. OWL, it's like the bird, but with two W's and two L's, is free to download. And they are not a sponsor of my show, nor are they paying me to talk about them. I just have seen so much benefit from using the app, and I want to help you make great connections through there as well. On my podcast website, nhte.net, tap or click anywhere that it says home, and then Read the article I have posted there under the headline, Help Now a Phone um, App Call Away to learn more about OWL. I've also got links in there for you to download the app for free from either the App Store or Google Play. Plus, you will see my invitation code, which is a required field as you're setting up the app on your phone. Get on OWL and start on your way to making great new connections for your career. William, let's dig into songwriting. I'd love to hear about your process, your style, maybe any changes that you've seen in your writing over the years, all the things, as they say. Well, I mean, shoot, I I moved to town, Nashville, 11 years ago now. Uh, There's been a lot of change. I mean, of course, it's grown in uh, occupancy. It's grown uh, musically. Um, I mean, the way of songwriting, obviously, is always ever-changing. Um, music is always ever changing and growing and, and will continue to heck it, it was back in the sixties and the seventies and the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. Good point. Good you know, point. and, and even now. So we're just too busy living in it. To <laughs> <laughs> Are you strong at lyrics, strong at melody? It doesn't matter. Is it, I mean, you're, you're almost required by law. I'm half kidding that you have to co-write cause it's Nashville. Yeah, it is Nashville. Yeah. Now, I mean, I I love um, uh, an idea. I love an idea because you can do so much with an idea. Um, an idea, the sky is the limit. Sometimes you'll have a melody. Sometimes you'll have a lyric. Sometimes you'll have a few lines that rhyme. But when you have an idea, you can, again, the sky is the limit. You can just do dang near anything you want. Um, melodically, lyrically, because you know where you want to go, you know, where Mm. where you're pointing towards, you know the title or at least the idea, you know what you want to write towards. So from start to finish, as long as you point it towards that idea, it's pretty easy. Yeah, and when you walk into that room and you tell the guy or the guys, plural, or the gal or whoever all is in that room... Mm -hmm. You're excited already. Oh, yeah. And and now there's even greater excitement because you go, let's see what they're going to do mm-hmm. with this and where this is going to go. And that happens a lot. They you could you could bring it in, say the idea that you have and they could look at you and go, man, when you told me that I was thinking and tell you completely different. And mm. you go, oh, my gosh, that is 100 times better than what I was even wow. talking about. Wow. I'm so glad I told you. <laughs> uh, and then you guys just take it from there you know um but man yes yeah, sharing that with with people I, ideas people can take them so many different ways so again the sky's the limit and i think what you just did is i think you just gave kind of a teaching moment to those aspiring songwriters who are listening to our conversation in that when you bring in an idea you probably shouldn't be so, 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 so locked into this is the way it has Mm -hmm. to go because you're going to limit yourself to the excitement and you shouldn't get discouraged and say, oh, they didn't like my idea. No, they're just bringing more to it. Of course, of course, for sure. Be you, when you're in that room together, you're on the same team, you know? So, I mean, say something. If you think it's stupid, say it, you know, say it. If you think it might be, oh, I don't know if it's quite good, say it. Mm. Because you saying that could spark something that nobody was thinking of. Yeah. And even though you might not have said it right, or it might not have come out right, or it may not have been perfect or, you know, pieced together perfectly, they could take that and, and working together, you all can come to the perfect conclusion. Yeah. And if they do something different instead of dwelling on gee, I guess they didn't like my idea. You have to look at the glasses half full and say, look at what it's turning into and look at yeah. what this song is becoming. And I'm the one that brought it in in the first place. It may not have gone the exact way I thought, but wow, mm-hmm. this thing is going to grow and seeds are planted. Yes, for sure. The seeds are planted. Yep. And you got to keep watering them. You have to keep showing them love. You know, it's just like anything else. You you have to keep building and growing and learning and being, you know, almost self-humiliating at times, mm. you know, 
laughing at yourself going and and being able to say well i was wrong or i was i didn't know this or i didn't know that you know um that especially in the songwriting room being comfortable with each other and being open with each other i mean there's some people that have relationships that last 20 30 years and they only write together and they write some of the best dang songs the huge number one hits there's there's plenty of of examples of them Especially, especially in Nashville. I mean, gosh, man, there's some of the best songwriters in the world in, in Nashville. But yeah. as the, if you have an idea, you can do so much with it. And you're so much further ahead. You got to give yourself credit because for the casual listening audience that don't even really stop to think where these songs come from, they wouldn't know where to begin. And mm-hmm. so you do have to give yourself a little credit and not beat yourself up and say, at least I know how to bring an idea to a right. So... Uh, let's talk about the third Lake Martin Songwriters Festival that we're, yeah. <laughs> that we're here in Alabama for. It? You performed yesterday. You performed earlier today. You're performing again this evening. That many shows in a short amount of time, as well as a chance to rub elbows with other songwriters, I imagine makes this a really unique experience, not to mention the atmosphere here with Lake Martin itself pretty much all around us, wherever you're playing for it's the beautiful. festival. It's absolutely beautiful. Just being here, seeing the water, like you said, almost anywhere you go, um, it's beautiful. The people are amazing. The people are awesome. They're down to earth, whether it's the workers behind the bar, the bartenders, um, the waiters or waitresses, um, or just the, the crowd, the people, the locals, the people who live here. They're awesome. They're great people. I've sat down and talked to them. Now, the past, I've been here for a couple of days, all night last night and all day today, and they're just like where I grew up in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You know, they're good folks, good people, hard workers, you know, didn't get anything given to them. They, you know, and, and they're and they're here enjoying their time on the lake, you know. Yeah, the other nice side of it is that the festival itself, the organizers, have done such a wonderful job of somehow getting the word out. Let's treat this like a listening mm-hmm. room environment. And y'all are able to sit on stage and really tell those stories because as much as young performers look at William Michael Morgan on a big stage in front of this enormous crowd, I know there are times when you'd love to really do some deep storytelling yeah. and you're just in an environment where you go, you know what, this isn't that. But here at Lake Martin, you can do that yes. every song. And seeing friends, uh, you know, other artists, other songwriters, Terry Joe Boggs, Steve Vincent, you know, some people, it makes it a lot easier too, you know, because you're looking forward to seeing people, you know, Jeffrey Steele, you know, you're looking forward to seeing people that you know that um, that are going to be around, and it makes you comfortable, you know. Um, I love the lake. I've always been a lake person, too. <laughs> so, a lake, a river. I'm a beach guy as well, but mm-hmm. I love to go to the beach and come back. I could definitely live <laughs> on a lake. I could definitely live around the corner from the lake, somewhere near the lake, I, I could for sure. They got you to the right place. Yes, I love it here. And like you said, the sponsors, um, the bars that they've chosen, at least the ones that we've been to, the venues and everything, they're they're great. They're right on the water. They're packed with people that obviously come a lot, Yeah, you know, and are really looking forward to this kind of stuff, listening to the songwriters tell their stories and why they wrote this how they wrote this what encouraged them to write their songs Mm -hmm. who cut their songs and you know there's always those people in the crowd that go oh why i didn't know that or (laughs) or oh i didn't know oh he wrote she wrote that he wrote that you know it's it's always awesome to see that and two let's face it when you're back in nashville you're constantly on the move and Mm -hmm. you don't have time to meet other songwriters casually and kick back and just kind of have a very hang out and you can do that here for sure. And we have, yeah, Yeah, we have a little bit anyhow. I mean, obviously people uh, and and ourselves included are playing and, you know, playing shows here, playing shows there. But in the, in the meantime and in between time, we get to hang out a little bit, you know, and and meet some new songwriters and meet some new people to go, gosh, you live like three miles from me in Nashville. How do we not know know each other? So-and-so who I've known for 12 years or yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. When the audience looks through all the music that you have online, they will see what I counted as at least four songs from other artists that you've remade. For example, last year, you put out your version of the Glenn Campbell classic, Rhinestone Mm -hmm. Cowboy. What is the draw for you to putting out those releases from time to time? Two in 2020, one in 2021, Rhinestone Cowboy last year. 
Well, it's actually gotten a little delayed, but we are still, well, we're done with it now. But the uh, release date has gotten a little relayed, or delayed um, for a full album of those cover ah. songs, of those songs that I grew up listening to that, I, that okay. molded me as a not only a person, but as a musician and singer and artist, I guess. Um, Glenn Campbell, Mac Davis, David Allen Coe, George Jones, just to name a few. Um Dave Loggins, we have you know we did uh, mm-hmm. Please Come to Boston, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite ones that we did. Um, Jeff Sylvie rec- uh, recorded us; he he produced us on that album. Um, it, it is going to be sooner than later that we put that full project out. I promise. Like you said, we have released a couple of singles here, one or two there. One, and I'm calling them singles, but you know we were a couple of those versions, yeah. you know, here and there, and but. We we haven't put the full project out yet, and we're we are stoked to do it. We're actually talking about when we can do it, if we're going to be able to put them on uh, vinyl pressing or wow. not. Which of course is something I would love to be able to do because I I love that. I love vinyl records. I love the old school and just about anything. I was going to say <laughs> it would be appropriate for those songs because when those songs mm-hmm. were originally released, they were of released course. on vinyl. Of co- yeah, of course, for sure, for sure. And just a tip of the hat to. Those people we grew up listening to that molded us as songwriters and singers, um, and yeah, like you said, I mean, to it wouldn't it be kind of full circle, no pun intended, to to kind of put it on a on a vinyl record. And, and you teed this one up nicely for me because that's a nice segue. The fact that you acknowledge that those were songs you were listening to as you were coming up, because for those that are just being introduced to you for the first time, tell us about making that transition from having grown up in Mississippi to now living in Nashville, including what had you been doing musically up until deciding to make the move to Music City? So I was playing music pretty much as long as I can remember. I mean, I was singing, you know, running around the house when I was a kid. I was, you know, wanted a guitar when I was eight or nine. Finally got one at 10 or 11 or somewhere around there, 12, 13. I'm really learning how to do it. Um, at that point, maybe a couple of festivals or a fair here and wow. there or a karaoke competition <laughs> or, a, you know, something, anything we could play at, uh-huh. you know, a church event, uh, a, a little get together, community town thing, just anything we could play at. You mm-hmm. know, um, By the time I was 15, I was playing pretty regular in a bar gig. Um, in Mississippi, which is not uncommon, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I couldn't he drink. saw me, audience. I, he I saw me doing yet. the math in my head. Like, Wait a minute, he's 15, he's in a bar. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't drink. That mean, didn't mean I necessarily didn't. But uh, but no, it was. Uh, uh, that's when I really got the taste of, man, I want to do this. You know, Of course, the people I were playing with, was what, the people I was playing with were, you know, at the time, 50 years old, 60 oh. years old, you know, 40 years old. So wow. they were much older than me, mm-hmm. you know, much. But they were great. They were great musicians. Had a steel guitar player, had a had a drummer, had a guitar player, bass player. And so, so I was cool. I was in heaven, man. Yeah. And they needed a singer. And so I was happy to do it, you know. We'd play from 10 to 2. Um, every now and wow. then, if they knew the law wasn't going to come by, they'd say, hey, man, you want to play for another hour you know and you know we'll slide you another little hundred dollars or something you know nothing too fancy so but. when did you actually start writing songs then around that same time i started wow. you know because i mean i was introduced to some people in nashville and i was introduced to my management at close to that time of course we weren't necessarily quote unquote working together mm-hmm. but you know they were guiding us introducing us to songwriters I see. hey won't you if you do get to come to town mm-hmm. nashville being town we'll introduce you to this guy this guy so my dad my mom and dad they loaded us up one time and we went up there we met a few songwriters and through that they um helped me you know I, if i would go up i'd go up on a greyhound bus Mm. Uh, which sucks for anybody who's never been on a Greyhound bus. Don't do it. It sucks. I'm sorry, Greyhound. I'm not looking for a sponsorship. It sucks. It's horrible. It's hot. And some sketchy people on a Greyhound. Don't do it. Um, but that's how I would get up there. And they'd let me so grace, graciously let me sleep on their couch or let me sleep mm. in an extra bedroom or let me, wow. you know, and, uh, and would write with me and say, Hey, I'm writing with this guy today. Why don't you come in with me? And I, I would, you know, and uh, that's 
kind of how I made some of those relationships so, so young. Yeah, so the foundation was there. So by the time you're ready to actually make the move, you knew enough people there that it, it made sense. It helped. And, yeah, yeah, it helped. And it things helped. had started to evolve with your playing, with your singing, with your writing. It was just a logical step, it sounds like. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And at that point, too, well, I guess not at that point, but much later, 18, 19 years old, you know, we're having label meetings. Mm. You know, we're having oh. uh, meetings with, with Warner Brothers uh, so cool. and a couple others. But, you know, Warner, Warner Music Nashville is where we ended up laying our eggs, mm. you know, roosting up for a little bit. So what's ahead for the rest of 2023 for you? Any new music coming? Any live shows you're particularly looking forward to? Maybe any new videos? Man, I'm I'm always looking forward to just playing live singing new songs, writing new songs, going in the studio. They all have their special spot in my heart, and they're all different. You know, they all got different energy they give you. They all have different vibes, and playing live, obviously, is a different energy than being in the studio, but they mean so much on the same exact level, just different, Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm. I just want to be able to do it. If, you know, if it's 5, 10, 20, 30 years from now, I just want to still be able to do it on one level or another play some music be up to uh 172 grand Ole opry performances I'll instead of 72 it. i'll take it all day if they'll have me we've talked plenty about music but let's push all that aside and focus mm-hmm. on william michael morgan having become a husband less oh. than a year ago plus i believe you're also a father which i'm sure as yeah. much as you do love music are i'm sure there are two roles that you cherish and i'm sure prioritize making time for of course of course yes uh I just got married in November of last year. Um, it is new, but man, is it uh, uh, like the day the, the the day after it was like a spiritual thing of just a whole nother level of respect and mm-hmm. connection and patience and course you know i'm still learning that word patience (laughs) (laughs) but but, you know i mean it's just like subconsciously maybe i don't know i'm not i'm far from a scientist or (laughs) or a smart man by no means but it's something something happened and it's just a whole nother level of love there you know um and let's face it, as a songwriter, everything's fair game. So now you can bring the view of a husband. Like I said, mm-hmm. you're a father, so you bring some different things to the writing room. Or you go, yeah. I'm a dad, I'm a husband, you know, I can write about some new things now. Life, when you live life, I mean, it, uh, it's inevitable. You're going to live it, you know, you're going to go through it. Um, you hope anyhow. Um, but things are going to happen. There's going to be some ups, there's going to be some downs, there's going to be some sideways and all arounds, <laughs> there's going to be everything. Um, you just got to keep the faith, keep the, keep the love, keep the family, um, and remember that they've got your back, they're on your side, they're not out to get you, they're, they're, they're there for you. And a core family is better, will beat, core family and friends will 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 beat anything out in the, out in the world Amen. That, that they'll flash to you. you Amen. Know? Yep. Amen. We're going to close today with another one of William's original songs. This is the new single called In Walked You. William, before I let you go and I play that track, share with the audience first all about this one, if you would, please. Yes, sir. So talking about Shane McAnally uh, in I Met a Girl um, is, a, is, a, is another co-writer of this song. Um Again, man, I, it was one of those moments. I heard the song. I fell mm. in love with it. The melody is what brought it all together for me. Um, it's just a cool tune. It kind of reminds me of of, uh, of I Met a Girl a little bit, um, just in the message, you know, meeting that girl, uh, falling in love. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's been a little bit since we put some new music out, some new original music. So uh, to be in this spot with one RPM, with Keith Stegall producing us, um, it's it's great. It's great. We've got a lot of support. We've got a lot of love. 
It just feels good. So are you playing in Walk to You here at Lake Martin, or is it oh, no yeah. people? Okay. Oh, yeah. So you're not so saying I'm, I'm getting it, you know, I'm getting a little feel for how we still got some time. If it's not resonating with the people, we can, you know, so we, we can pull it before it comes out. <laughs> but all jokes aside, it has been getting really great response. Awesome. Um, whether it's a full band show or just me acoustically, I, I've been playing it live. So um, it's been getting some really good response. And, of course, I introduced it as a new song. Um, so people are aware of it, yeah. but they've been showing us a lot of love on it. Yeah. And I guess that's a good lesson because you could hold it till August 11th and say, I got a new song coming out then. I hope you look for it, but you can also play it. And like mm-hmm. you said, look and see what's the audience reaction at an event like this one where you are mixing and mingling and talking one-on-one with fans. Well, people are people, especially with some drinks in them. <laughs> so they're going to tell you the truth, <laughs> you know, whether they tell you or they or they just don't clap or they just or, or they do clap or they mm. hoot and holler and have a throw their dang yeah. kids in the air, you know, <laughs> just so excited. Um, you can tell you can really tell what, what they like and what mm-hmm. they don't like, what mm-hmm. they're gravitating towards, what they want you to continue to play or put out or record and what they don't. Does that mean that when you're in that situation, when you've got a song that is about to be released, does that mean that you're on stage and you're paying a lot closer attention to the audience than you are for songs that are already well out there? Oh, of course. I mean, there's always song, maybe new songs you're paying a little bit more attention to because you want to make sure that you're not missing this or do you're you're remembering the lyrics or you're mm-hmm. oh shoot that guitar part or um, yeah. I mean, it's all the same. It's all the same. Well, congratulations and thank you for making thank time you, to be here. Really enjoyed it. No, and- shoot. We appreciate it, man. Honestly, we we. We, we've got us a great spot here on the lake, no doubt. so let's, no doubt. Uh, let's enjoy that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you play in a Thank little you, while. Thank you, man. So, Thank you. And folks, with that, I will wrap up another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player, William Michael Morgan. Do visit his official website at williammichaelmorgan.com. As I mentioned earlier, I will have a link to it on the show page for this episode on my podcast website, nhte.net. Once you land on his website, be sure to check out the store section. And so that you can go see him perform live, the tour section. Follow William on social media, meaning Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. As of the time that we are recording this interview, he has a pseudo link tree in his Instagram bio that will pop up a long list of online digital music retailers from which you can purchase his original music. Of course, do give him a follow, too, on Spotify. And for that matter, tell William that you heard him and his music and now hear this entertainment. I do truly hope that you like this show, that you're enjoying what I'm doing every week on the Now Hear This Entertainment podcast. If you've made it all the way to the end, thank you for having stuck with William and I. And I'm going to assume that that means that you do like the podcast. You can take action to let me know that you appreciate the work that I do to keep making this show happen every week, every month, more than nine years without missing once by going on my podcast website, nhte.net and then using the yellow Buy Me a Coffee logo that you will see there. This is not a sponsor. It's not affiliated with any brand or chain. It's just a fun way for you to send your support, your thanks to me, including a note that I will see when you utilize that option. You can also just head directly to buymeacoffee.com slash Bruce W. That's going to do it for episode 496. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll send you out today with another song from William Michael Morgan. This is the one he just talked about. It's called In Walked You. I was telling myself I was better off alone. Love was an overused word and an overplayed song. My heart was beating up and broken on the brain. So I went to get a drink The bartender knew that look And he knew my luck Before I could even sit down Yeah, he was setting me up Last thing I was looking to do Was hook up Then I looked up And walked you on a Saturday night Neon blue lighting up your eyes And the only open seat in the place was next do you mind and we talked like we were old friends how you missed your dad but I remind you of him out of bed I was never gonna bet on love again then you walk
We talked about the band And I don't even remember When I started holding your hand It was like it was where It was always gonna be Like learning to breathe It was all just a blur But I guess we closed down the bar Cause the next thing I knew We were sitting in the car Under some parking lot stars With your head on my arm I opened my heart Promise you tomorrow, and you didn't ask. But everything I thought about tomorrow changed just like that. When and walked you on a Saturday night, neon blue lighting up your eyes, and the only open seat in the place was next to mine. You said, Do you mind? 